0: Welcome to the Student Ministry Podcast by LifeWay. We're so glad to have you here today. We'd love it if you go leave us a rating and review when you finish listening to this very episode right now. You will find that this is episode number three in a four-part series on being a healthy minister, so you've caught us right in the middle. If you haven't listened to the first two episodes, go back, grab those really quickly, listen, come back to this, the third one we are excited about it, and we have the whole training family here. Uh, Zach, hey, good to have you back for, for another episode. Hey, hey, hey. hey. Chad, also here.
1: Good day,
2: Ben. <laughs>
0: Producer Nathan. <laughs> What's up? And Katie will be in momentarily. I'm Ben Trueblood, and we are ready to jump right in to topic number three, which is rest. We're going to be talking about rest today. Uh, right in the middle of the summer it's it's like <laughs> it's like the worst time to talk about rest to a bunch of people that have like your summer is probably one of the busiest seasons of your life right and so whenever you listen to this episode let's take away the principles of rest and perhaps for that very reason it's the best time to talk about mm. this mm. topic mm hmm. So we'll see uh, what it goes f- forward with today. But so far, episode one, we talked about uh, relationships with family. Episode two, we talked about uh, friendships. Today, we're going to talk about rest. So here's the question. Chad, we'll start with you today. What does it look like to find rest as a ministry leader? It's a broad,
1: big question. Where does it land with I- you today? Yeah, I thought the topic was rust, so I've been studying oxidation <laughs> on metals. So I'm gonna get in there real quick. Um, I don't know why I thought that was funny, That's but good. that was my dad joke today. How do we find how do we find rest as ministers? So here's where I would start, and and I uh, this is one that I I feel like the Lord hit me with. There's a difference between, or let me let me say it this way. There's a difference between work and worry, mm. and until we figure that out, there is. we we are searching for peace when we think we need rest. Interesting. And, and so one of the things that, that I've wrestled with is because I can sometimes become very anxious and stressed over things when my actual work production hasn't changed. And so those times in life where I'm really just really just like stressed out or anxious about things that I can't control, or maybe I've put myself in a place where, you know, I'm just stressed out or whatever. I start trying to look for rest when really I need peace. Mm. And, and so I think identifying that first and foremost, for ourselves is is a really good place to be. And so it's like, are you going, 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 and you need rest? Or are you just really stressed out and worried and those kind of things? Because I think those are different. Ultimately, we find both of those in Jesus. Um, But I think the way that we get there looks a little bit different. Um, Once we've identified that it is rest that we need, um, I, I think identifying the work Are we diligent? Are we working on the right things? Because I think when we're working appropriately, we find rest to be a little bit easier than it actually is. Um, And I think a lot of times uh, we we find ourselves resting when we really should be appropriately working instead of just finding that weekly rhythm of a Sabbath.
3: The half-hearted work, I think that's how I would weigh in, Chad, is that I think a lot of us... Work all we we do a little bit all the time, and I think mm-hmm. that relationship between uh, rest and work is not just. Uh, I think I think it starts with the work and it ends with the rest, and the the two are related and cyclical, and so much of that is knowing where things start and stop. Um, rest at some level is the cessation of work, right? It's the day I'm not doing this and I'm doing something else. It's the day that I'm not grinding. I'm delighting in what the Lord brings joy. Um, but there is that relationship to worrying about our work on our rest days that hmm. ruins the rest that we were trying to have because we are not at peace with what we were supposed to get done often because we either gave ourselves too much to do and we did not get done or we delayed in getting the things done we thought because we were prematurely taking a little bit of break for ourselves and it's like man if you're finding ways to dodge what you're doing then fully dodge it and rest mm. or or skip the procrastination uh or just get it done I think that's uh, for a different conversation maybe is the, the ways in which we divvy up our work to know how much time things should get uh, to create a better rhythm of like this is a quick email response or this is a task that I will save for later. But I think as a minister in the middle of summer, you've got to know where the, the, the work or the – it's not always a day because we go to camp and we work all week at camp, but then we come home and we take no time off. We need to know where the work stops and ends. Because where the work ends is where the rest begins, and it's really difficult in a work-from-anywhere 2021 20, culture uh, to literally let the office come home. Like I, I am the guy uh, that has to have a Planet Fitness membership because I will never work out in my garage. Like my garage is where I have my desk to do my work for LifeWay and Booster. The Planet Fitness Gym is where I drink iced coffee and work out with everybody else's mom. Like that is like that <laughs> space for that. Like, like that that's I mean 5.30 AM, we're there, we're doing it. It's elliptical, it's cardio, and there's news on TV. Um, have you ever set off the funny. alarm? Have you ever have
0: you ever set off
3: like that? Yes. This this body has thrown off the lunk alarm at least three times so <laughs> Yeah. No, I am the shy guy What's in the, the life play policy
1: out? on lying on a <laughs> podcast. Is there a
0: tasteful lying is, is approved. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. So I, I want to dive further into something that you mentioned, and that's the working a little bit all the time. And I want to yeah. partner that with Chad's, uh, description of appropriate work because um, I, don't, I, I know that not everyone has the same ministry experience. I realize that. I'll share mine. Uh, and I think there might be some others who shared this same type of upbringing or thought process in regards to ministry. And that is great pastors are on all the time. You can be reached at any time. You are there anytime. Your door is open anytime. Your phone is on all the time. And that's what you do. And you work all the time. And mm-hmm. being exhausted is a badge of honor in that type of environment. And so these are some of the examples that I had coming up in ministry. These are some of the messages that were relayed either directly or indirectly to me about what it was to be really good at youth ministry because those are the things that you have to do. But I hear a different message from what you guys are saying. And, and I've, I've heard different messages the longer I was in ministry is like, hey, like running myself absolutely ragged isn't really a badge of honor here. Uh, that being always on and available for every single person around me means that I don't have space for myself to rest. And so when I hear Zach, when I hear you say this, uh, we have the the mindset that the the mistaken mindset of a work a little bit all the time and then appropriate work from Chad. That's, that's where my mind goes to. And I have to believe that I'm not the only person who has viewed ministry in that way. And so if I'm not the only person who has viewed ministry in that way, like that is the way to be a great pastor, then how do we take the layers off of that thinking? And move into a healthier state of mind where we do work hard because it matters for the kingdom, but also work healthily because that matters for the kingdom too.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean, when we work with uh, some churches, kind of um, specifically, I'm working with a team right now in my home city. Like, one of the first lessons of ministry is to stake out your time i think i think we have to kind of take ownership of of the task in front of us uh there's, there's some conversation around what we say yes and no to what are the most important things what are the secondary important things um, but i think time management questions not like time management in like man how can i get it all done like the first rule of time management is you cannot get it all done you have to vote with the time that you have on mm-hmm. what's most important to get done. And, you know, for some of our productivity tool and pad stuff that we have for for youth ministry leaders, um, it's it's boiling it down. I think we have it listed basically as you get three tasks and five relational touch points a day. That's it. Like that's the max. Like you're really only going to get three things of significance done and you're going to make, you know, five touch points through email, text or phone calls. And it's just maybe working within those constraints. I think a lot of ministers uh, overestimate the amount of things that they can get done Um, or – and this is Chad's thing that he always guilts me with – we like to underestimate uh, how long some tasks will take. So we create crunch on our lives, and so we just live stressed out all the time, and so we start doing – not our best stuff because it's always under pressure or maybe even duress. And then because we're not giving our best, we feel worse about what we're doing. And then we start leading in an unhealthy way because we are literally in the worst pocket of who we're hoping to be. And it all went back to we didn't start at the first of the week or the first of the morning to set out what are the the realistic expectations For both my time and effort to give my best and then end my day, whether that's two PM or five PM or nine PM because we're at camp. I just there's so many youth ministers that are taking phone calls during family dinner. And it's like you cannot do that. Like stop stop sending the text that you should have sent earlier or later because you can either send it tomorrow or you should have sent it earlier. I think there's just there's a lot of this like because we are people that want to be available. We're so available that we get out of sorts and we get out of sorts. We're the kind of available that really is a bitter kind of worse inversion of who we're hoping to minister and lead through
0: there. Uh, in my early days at Lifeway, there's there was a vice president, uh, her name's Selma and she was, she's great. And, uh, I rode the elevator down with her one day and like, we were in a season where we were running hard and it it is, it is a season uh, that I look back on fondly and, and and the other side in some ways too. And she just asked me, she was like, Hey, how's it going? How was your day? And you know, I was like, man, today was great. Have a lot more to do. And she just looked at me and said, Hey, you're never going to get it all done in one day and it'll be here for you tomorrow. And it was that simple statement that just made me say, you know what? That's right. Like I want to, I wanted to get it all done today to prove to whoever that I could get it all done today. And she's just like, you know what? Let's remove that expectation and thought process because there's going to be more and it's going to be here tomorrow. Nathan, I, I'd love to hear from you on this too, because I, I think you are uniquely gifted and built as like a task. You love man, like a list of tasks mm-hmm. and you just chase after them, whether that's you build them on yourself to complete a project or they're handed to you. You run that way. mm mm-hmm. So how, how does and there are there are student pastors that are that are built that way. I've got my task list and I've I've gotta complete it. How do you address, man, it's okay if I don't finish all of these tasks
2: today? Yeah, that's a great question. Uh over a decade of, of practice. <laughs> that's right. And and yeah. and but it it is it does come down to just learning like like you said, I think that's such wise wisdom. Like you just can't get it all done. It it became what, what I need to prioritize, what I need to focus on the most, what will have the best impact. Something for me, you're right, like I can, you obviously, you're my boss, you may say, go do this, and then I, my personality, will put more constraints on that maybe than what even you've asked for. Mm. So I put these extra things on it. I've got the standard that I'm trying to live up to, that honestly like it would take me and a team of five other people to maybe even hit but yet i still try to hit it and so it's it's learning like you know it doesn't have to be everything that i think it needs to be still a great thing do a great job at it you know that kind of a deal and then just learning too along the way like how to ask for help when to ask for help it's good
0: i love that like that where like being able to ask for help because i think we many of us try to do it solo right Mm -hmm. we try to just get it done on our own and then Man, I think another one that you mentioned that I want to call out specifically that I think is so important in a work relationship is to make sure you're clear on the expectations. And if it's if it's not Mm -hmm. like make sure to ask those questions. Me of of Miley, you of we happen to be in that relationship, but (laughs) but you're right. Sometimes we try to put more on it than is actually being asked of us. Mm -hmm. And so to know those expectations. Chad, I'd love to hear from you. Uh, and then we'll go on to our practical step. Uh, But Chad, all of these have been very, very good practical steps. Chad, the specific thing that I would love for you to address is the idea of just turning the work off. How do we do that? Like, How can you get in the right mind space to say, not at a vacation, but in a daily rhythm of here is how I'm going to make the mind transition from being in work mode to being in now I'm home with my family or I'm taking some time for me, or I'm going to experience something that brings me rest in this moment. How do we turn it
1: off? So to speak, we are asking the guy that is sometimes good at it, but oftentimes bad at it. I, I think one of the things that we as ministers have a a true blessing that I don't know that we really take advantage of is the remembrance that the most important part of our work is not done by us. Mm-hmm. And the spiritual aspect of our work is what we're trying to to bring forward in the administrative aspects of it in the work aspects of it all. And so at the end of the day, I think a true perspective of what we're really trying to accomplish and and the true good work that we're doing as ministers is, in, in Paul's words, you know, whether we're planting or whether we're watering, it's the Lord who makes grow. That when we put our job in perspective in that, there are there's space for peace there's space for comfort of ourself at the end of the day to look at ourself at four or five o'clock and said I was I was faithful today and I think when we can do that correctly when we've worked appropriately through the day and we haven't procrastinated because I think to go back to that I think that's one of the big hiccups for us that allows us not to turn it off Mm. when we've procrastinated or wasted time during the day, then we don't come to that place at five o'clock that we say I was faithful. Mm. And it causes that to go into our evening hours. And so I think for us, we have a perspective of what our true work is. And at the end of the day, we can say, Lord, I was, I tried to be faithful to you then we can, like you're talking about, Ben, say, it's going to be here tomorrow. Um, and in Matthew 6, like, <laughs> what will worrying about tomorrow bring? Mm-hmm. And and so I think we walk into our evening and we're with our family. I think there's also an element for us as ministers. Even if you're a guy that says, oh, I can never turn it off, you living a healthy home life is an extremely important part of mm-hmm. your work as a minister. And if we can't model what it means to be with our families, to value our spouse, to walk with our children, we can't really expect our people to do that as well. And so we in ministry jobs have to model that for those that aren't. And and so I think that, there's that level of of turning it off of when the phone call comes you can answer it but it's okay to say hey can i call you back tomorrow because the vast majority of people that i've ever dealt with that's always appropriate to do we're not the doctor in the situation right like they don't need us immediately now there are times when it that happens right um, but i think sometimes we set ourselves up for the exception. Uh, and we don't really enjoy the, the norm of what most evenings are like. And so that that's, uh, I know that's the things that I continue to try to tell myself when I struggle to kind of turn it off at home. Yeah.
0: So we spent a good bit of time talking about kind of the mindset that you have to have in this space to find rest and the philosophy behind the need for rest in terms of our practical application this week let's shift gears a little bit and i'm, I'm going to make a statement and i would love to hear feedback on this statement in one of two ways either i disagree with that statement or here's how i fulfill that statement in my life mm. All right. So those are our we're going to go around a little round robin and we'll do either. I disagree with that statement or here's how I fulfill that statement in my life. Healthy people have a hobby that brings them rest. That is the statement. So I disagree. And then some notes on why or how you fulfill that statement in your life. In other words, what's a hobby that you have that brings you rest?
3: i agree and i spent uh the better part of uh, a couple saturdays ago uh smoking meat all night i slept mm. very little but i rested much mm-hmm. because it was something that i did that was tangible and creative and produced something that was 19 pounds of deliciousness mm-hmm. uh, especially <laughs> in a world of digital emails and video calls i <laughs> mean that was very tangible and provided for and nourished, nourished uh, family and friends for my, for my youngest's birthday. Uh, that was very good. Uh, the other thing uh, that is restful uh, for, for me is to go beyond water uh, with my family, whether that's kayaking or boating or whatever. Just something that is uh, not awe-relational uh, but very uh, nature or natural. Mm. Uh, is, it, fills, it fills the gap or the, the void of being in a very relational position. So yes, I would agree having a hobby that maybe is very different in a lot of ways from the thing that you were doing as the work of your life.
1: Yeah. Who's up next? I, Chad. I would agree. I would agree. Um, the way that looks in my life. So I, I'm a naturally very inquisitive person and I like to explore and, so my hobby is probably starting hobbies. Um, There's a lot of camaraderie I, around that in this room, yes, I think. Yes. I love to basically just meddle in a lot of things, <laughs> and and uh, so and, and I and I guys, I've gone everything from like researching bonsai trees to collecting sports cards. Um, <laughs> you name it i've thought about doing it and and so yeah i i love starting things i love exploring and so i would say that that's a part of my hobby i'll always go garage sailing if anybody ever wants to just go garage sailing with me i'm in (laughs) that's so
0: man i love that so much nathan what what about you well i have some comments there but i'm gonna hold them till my turn (laughs)
2: I uh, I totally agree as well. I think a big a big one for me. Well, I think it's important to know. So I have some hobbies, but some of them I greatly enjoy, but they're not the most restful. Hmm. Like I love playing competitive Overwatch, but it's not really the most restful. It can be very stressful. I put a lot of pressure on myself to be better, but I greatly enjoy it. I do it with a a close group of friends. We play it sometimes yeah. together, you know. So it's a blast. But for me. Uh, man Zach it's funny maybe this is why we're 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 good friends but for me cooking is that thing for me that is that really really restful thing Mm -hmm. it's when I can be like you said it Zach when I can be creative I love to try something new in cooking it may be very hard like to me it's so enjoyable like figuring out how to nail that creme brulee just right or I've like just bought a smoker like now it's like I enjoy the aspect of like how do I do this and do it well yeah it's going to take some hard work it's going to be involved but doing the research but the process of of making it doing it throwing in some of my own kind of flavors or whatever Mm -hmm. ideas into it like to me that is really enjoyable restful and and the outdoors piece too but yeah so if I need to really rest, it's that I need to just take some time, make something, maybe make something make new. Something. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like I need yeah. to physically, tangibly do something. Yeah. Make it. Yeah. Katie.
4: I'll be the first one to disagree. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. It's not uh it's not a total disagreement. It can be. It's, it's fine. It's not though. Um, so I would change the phrase. I, I would change one word okay. and that word would be to change hobby to habit. Mm. Um, I think mm. that hobbies can be a habit, But I don't think that the habit uh, that helps you find rest has to be a hobby. Um,
0: I like that change. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh,
4: So basically, for me, the hobby, finding a hobby that is restful for me has been a journey. Um, My brain works like in creative ways and strategic ways, and I have always sort of tended toward those types of hobbies um, because I'm naturally just more inclined to be good at them. And I think where I run into issues or I burn out on on those types of hobbies because that's where my brain does work is in the creative and in the strategic. And so I have found that once I found a hobby that really I was using – my body and not my mind. So for me, that was running, that was finding running and I'm not good at it. I've talked about that before. I'm, I'm not good at it and it's not yet a habit. There have been seasons where it's a habit. Um, right now I'm trying to work back into that being a habit so that it beca- can become restful. But, um, yeah, I think that would be a note for me is like something that's a habit, um, finding rest, must become a habit and it doesn't always have to be a hobby but it can be and then just that that personal note that for me is someone much wiser and with a lot more accolades than I have um yeah basically shared that if you if you work with your mind rest with or if you work with your mind rest with your body and and vice versa and so mm-hmm. for me that has been finding that outlet and exerciser and running
0: yeah it's good uh yeah. I I mean I agree with the state (laughs) said it so i kind of have to agree i do like the habit view of that though chad i I laugh because i am a collector of hobbies as well bookshelves and things in my in my (laughs) office at home would be a testimony to that and i too uh, have within the last year looked up bonsai trees specifically and have and <laughs> have considered <laughs> I know and have considered like getting into bonsai
1: it's a deep Farming? have you been down have you been down the ant farm trail
4: uh, no trail <laughs> so why weird. didn't you commit to trail so, weird.
1: <laughs> so
0: i have i always wanted an ant farm as a kid yeah yeah and i never had one and i've tried so many times to get Quote, my kids, an ant farm because I want to watch it take place. And I, you know, they do like the gel ones now and yeah, not yeah. the sand yeah, yeah. ones.
3: Oh my gosh, you guys.
0: Anyway, I, uh, <laughs> c- collector of hobbies is definitely that for me. Um, when COVID started, I picked up running again and found great rest in the mind space. That it gave me during the day because in those early months of COVID, it was just, uh, it was a hundred percent on. Um, I also found that I got really tired of reading any kind of leadership material. And so I had to, I had to change that. And, uh, I've always been a reader of like fantasy genre novels, but I turned that up. During that season, it's funny, too, because people will ask me like, hey, what's the best book you've read in the last year? And they are expecting me to say something in that genre, either Mm -hmm. spiritual or leadership. And I always throw them a curveball with some random fantasy novel that I've read over the last year. But it came to the point where trying to feed myself that way was too much. It was too much input. And I had to switch away from that for a season. Computer gaming for me is another one during hunting seasons. That one kind of rises to the top for me as a place to go and find rest. Um, It's just not available all the time. And like, I guess true hunters would say, no, it is available all the time. There are different (laughs) animals, man. I just don't want to walk around in the hot woods and it's like 98 degrees outside. Mm -hmm. I, I don't get into that anyway. So, that that's for me. That's why I laugh when you said you like to start a bunch of different hobbies because my life is littered with started hobbies. So that's the action step for this week. We've talked a lot in this, this episode about the mindset and some great, great things to help you develop, to get to the place where you can say, man, I've got to turn it off. Stuff's going to be here for me tomorrow. Appropriate work. We talked about all of these things. The challenge now once you get to that mindset is what is the thing that, find, that helps you find rest? I think Katie's input of if you work with your mind, rest with your body. If you work with your body, rest with your mind is something to consider here. If you have no idea, you've never had a hobby, all you've done is work, then sit down, try to find something that you like to do. Begin to make a list of things that you like. And I guarantee that there will be some type of activity based around something that you write on a paper of things that you like.
4: If you resonated with today's episode, we'd love to invite you to be part of Youth Ministry Booster, our membership community of over 400 caring and growing youth ministers across the country who are having conversations just like this one. Your calling demands community and the types of relationships we've talked about in order for you to be a healthy person even before you're a healthy minister. Join today so we can match you in a year-long mastermind small group of peers who understand your context but are not in your context. Registration closes August 31st. Visit youthministrybooster.com to learn more.
0: This has been another episode of the Student Ministry Podcast by Lifeway. Come back last episode in the series next week. We'll see you then.